Forgotten Flicks, episode 103, Strange Brew, 1983. Stick a pin in his bum, eh? No way. What are you on, Valium? Maybe, maybe I ought to crank his tail, eh? That ain't start him up. Maybe okay, ought to... start up. Come on, eh? Maybe we ought to call start Martin up, Perkins, Mr. eh? <laughs> Get Wild Kingdom here, eh? Hey, come on. Oh, jeez, you're getting mad, uh -huh. eh? Yeah. Oh, jeez, we got to get going. Oh. Geez, <clears throat> now that hoser's growling. Yeah. Take off what you were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. How you doing, eh? It was inevitable, eh, that I'd start this off with a bad Canadian accent, eh? A boot. <laughs> Bacon. So, so that was actually less than a minute. I know. I, what, we, Jason, I had a bad... What, <laughs> you said 45 seconds. I think I said 30 seconds before we slipped into the bad Canadian accent. Yeah, you took my line. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, pass the back bacon, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they said Way that. Way to go, knob. My, 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 my very, very like latent memories of this movie was that they said uh, something about baby back bacon a lot more than they actually did. But we'll get into that. So welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I am Joel, joined, as always, by that decadent little Canadian bacon himself, Jason. The slice of great pizza topping, uh, yes. Canadian bacon. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> but this is not Canadian Bacon. Wait, that was a John Candy movie. No, yes. this is yeah, the Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie. Strange Brew. Was it always called that? Because I, look, but, I always uh, remember just Strange Brew. I, I, so. I, we may have to discuss conspiracy. This may be like the whole uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> George, Lost Ark. sorry, exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> anger, anger management. Okay, so this is what's cool, folks. Not just that we're doing Strange Brew, which has been, uh, I believe, there's been several folks that have demanded. Nay requested this movie over the years that, that we discussed. talked about it at least half a dozen times uh, online and off yeah. about putting it in the rotation. Yes. So, but, but the really cool thing is folks, it ain't just Jason and I tonight. You had <laughs> five straight weeks of us with guests. <laughs> we were going to pull out one more, even though the spooky flicks fest is over. We're doing this show with fellow podcaster, he podcasts, uh, he is the co-host and co-owner of the Internet Business Mastery Podcast, along with Jason Van Orden. He, this is Jeremy Fransden, folks. He is awesome. He is, how long have you been podcasting? It's 2005, right? Like 2005, you, yeah. You're, yeah, you're old years. school. You are. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> godfathers that we were called, but it sometimes feels like the grandfathers yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> We have the one grandpas other, of podcasting. We have one other guy that, uh, that's been on our show several times, uh, Kevin Batchelder, and he's been doing it since 05. Oh, wow. And yeah. uh, occasionally has to change his depends in the middle of shows. <laughs> yeah, there were eight of us. So, yeah, I know him well. <laughs> yeah, were, yeah, you guys all kind of just hung together because, you know, yep. yeah. Adam Curry, wasn't he? Yeah, he was one Started of the iTunes. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, we all hung out. Yeah. You know. Complained that nobody listened. Yeah. Why is anybody listening to our podcast? We couldn't even get our moms to listen. It was too tech. <laughs> it was too tech, yeah. It's true. They didn't really have a whole lot of ways to do it. I guess they eventually got one, but... So, yes, we are doing Strange Brew tonight, gentlemen. And, Jeremy, this movie, even though Jason and I have talked about it a lot, we, we pushed it to the forefront because you said that this is the movie you would love to do. 
Now, yeah, we're gonna. (laughs) So we're gonna blame it on you. Might have been a mistake. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna go there yet, Jason. (laughs) Now, but at the end of the show, and it's one thing actually, I I forgot to mention in our little show prep there, Jeremy. Sorry to completely throw you under the bus on this one. But we will have a little bit of a rating system at the end, which I have been challenged by one of our beloved listeners, Nathan. That he is convinced I cannot describe to you our rating system in less than five minutes. I, I am going to prove I, him I wrong. <laughs> I am going to no. I am proving him wrong tonight. All right. You will tie me, tie and we'll see how long it takes. <laughs> of course, the key is it has to actually make sense when I explain it. So exactly uh, the most convoluted rating system ever. Okay, so moving right along, Jason, I'm going to throw down some trailer action, followed by a spoiler alert warning. For those new to the Forgotten Flick show, we spoil the hell out of movies. So if you, I mean, and believe me, this is one of those that this is like, I'm talking six cents. This is like usual suspects. Like if you, you know, you know, any part of this, you're going to be, oh man, they ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> if we were to describe it, you're going to go, no way. That can't possibly have happened in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a point in the movie where I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like 14 or something when I saw this originally or something. And I'm like going, what just now? What? Yeah. Was <laughs> I was I high when what? I first saw this movie? Was I? <laughs> exactly. Yes. So okay, we don't want to ruin it. We don't want to ruin oh, it for those who haven't seen it yet. Yes. So, yes. so that being said, we will do our, our our requisite. I guess that's what I was searching for. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert that given to us by the great JV. And then Jason will do one of his oh so pithy synopses and they will get into the meat and potatoes. What we do here, the discussion of the brew. <laughs> All right. Now on to the trailer, which, by the way, for the purpose of time, I shortened up because it's like the first minute is not much, but them going. Doo, 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 doo. So <laughs> I had to shorten that up a bit. <laughs> Okay, good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Welcome to our movie, eh? Okay, our topic is uh, movies. There's a difference between TV and movies, eh? Okay, go back to movies. Geez, now that hoser's growling. Yeah. Take off, will you? We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. Okay, uh, another topic. Zoom out, eh? Yeah. Let's show how big the screen is, eh? See what happened? Film broke. Rip off! You cut off our movie. It's only a preview, eh? I didn't want to show them. You hoser, you got them mad they came to see Strange Proof. Take off, this is just a preview. Our movie's not coming out till the summer, you knob. I've been saving their allowance for weeks to see this movie. You lied to them. You better, you you better tell, tell them. You better tell them. No, you tell them. We'll get that guy with the big voice to tell them. Direct from SCTV, it's Bob and Doug McKenzie spilling across the screen this summer in Strange Brew. Nice boy. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at your local video rental store. We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. And on a related yet sad <laughs> Side note, side note note, uh, that definitely falls in the category of about effing time. Apparently, (laughs) Blockbuster is officially closing down 300 of their remaining retail outlets and their distribution centers. Still? Yeah. Blockbuster has video stores? No, straight up, up, guys. We have a Blockbuster (laughs) not 10 minutes from my house still open. Well, let me rephrase. At the moment, still open. (laughs) 
I have not been in there in quite some while. It's sad because I'll, I'll drive past to be like, ah, you know, I, I feel like I want to. My kids are just old enough now that I want them to have some weird sense of memory of weren't there places, daddy, that we went that there were movies <laughs> on the wall? Yeah, it was called Red Box. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what their memory is going to be of. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so, so sad. But yes, this this movie is uh, your local video rental store or your online rental place of choice, be it Amazon or uh, iTunes or some other or YouTube, place. but not the good free kind. The got to pay yes, the rental yeah. YouTube. Yep. Um, so not not a Netflix instant freebie if you're a subscriber, but still. So anyway. True enough. So, Jason, would you like to hit him with a little pithy synopsis? Which good luck. Uh, on, not, good, good luck on that one. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to be pithy uh, or pissy this time. I swear. Okay. Um, but <laughs> so this is really the story of two brothers, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Who, for those of you who followed them before, uh, were on SCTV, uh, the Canadian comedy show. This is uh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas play Bob and Doug, and it's pretty much just a story of two beer swilling Canadian knobs who go to the brewery to get free beer because they're pretending that they had a mouse in a bottle and get embroiled in the story. Pretty much a Hamlet esque. I am so glad you said that because I totally wrote that down in my notes. (laughs) Dad gets killed by brother who marries ma or marries a brother's wife and there's a ghost over business and there's a ghost and there's a ghost um and there's also lots of beer and a skunk dog and And existential angst (laughs) from bob and doug (laughs) so that one's for nathan too because i do know what a synopsis is meh (laughs) and you know what we have to say about that take off you (laughs) take off you um and so this movie also led to um rampant stereotypes of canadians for the next Oh, let's say 20 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easy. <laughs> At least. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's basically the story. Um, I equate it to it's a lot like Wayne's World from Saturday Night Live, where it was a skit to begin with um, that had a recurring part on the show that they made into a full length, full length feature. Um, in this case, like I mentioned, it was SCTV and then it uh, got made into a film. So. That's that's kind of it. And miss anything? Uh, the flying uh, hose head, but that's okay. We'll get to that. Oh, the superhero yeah. in the back bacon. <laughs> in the back bacon, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, one of the things that uh, became really popular for me was they came out with a Christmas album before this movie came out. That's awesome. Oh, yes. Why didn't I find that? And we we played that all the times, my nerdy comedy friends and I. Uh, I'm writing that down, do Jeremy. Days. I'm writing that down right now because I'm going to so play that during some of our Christmas shows. Keep talking. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because oh, they, had... they do uh, 12 Days of Christmas and at the end it's like, and a beer. Do, 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 oh, I've heard that, you yeah, because like, when they do the 24-hour yeah. radio uh, playing Christmas music around, I don't know if they do that in your neck of the woods, but around here starting, say, uh, I don't know, mid-November, Oh yeah. Three of the of the local stations will just start playing Christmas music ad nauseum. And, yep. and and as much as I enjoy that to some degree, it, you it does eventually make you nauseous. Uh, but yeah, they play that one quite a bit. So yeah, that's I've heard that. So one. that was one of them, you know, one of them on the album or whatever I was listening to that kind of got me into it because again at like 14, that's pretty hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and they kind of allude to that in the beginning uh, of the movie because the guy that's sitting in the theater, 
the movie starts out almost like it's an episode of their skit. And then the, the camera watches the, uh, the audience in the movie theater watching it. And the guy says, oh, they do that on their album. And it reminded yeah. me a lot of the old, um, like the Cheech and Chong LPs that I used to listen to from my mom and dad's collection. It yeah. was a listen comedy. Listen to. Right. Because <laughs> that's what people do with Cheech and Chong. I never rolled that album <laughs> sleeve into anything with, Nothing. no. Mm-hmm. Though you could have. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, wow, that would have been impressive, wouldn't it have? <laughs> That's a, that's a Cheech and Chong doobie. See, you have to listen they to the album. They would have been impressed. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, see, yeah really. <laughs> but but they, they allude to that, um, that their albums before this were even more popular uh, or as popular as the TV show they were putting out before the movie came out. So, so Jeremy. Yes. Being that your response, I mean, it was, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was, <laughs> your, it was your suggestion. That you would you would love to do this movie. I guess we should jump right into it. While I do not want your rating straight off, sure. Give us a little insight. So you say you first saw this when you were fourteen, and this I yeah I, it was somewhere around or there. somewhere in that ballpark. Ninth grade. Okay, so this was this the kind of movie you watched over and over and over again as a kid? Uh, well, back in the day. I was actually living with my grandma Mm -hmm. and we didn't have a VHS or a beta machine because that's what you would have to have Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. play this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there was a tiny little hole in the wall place that you could rent a VHS machine. And I actually saw it in the theater and loved it. And it came out, I don't know, four months later. Mm -hmm. And uh, I rented the VHS machine and the movie. Wow. Just for this this movie. So just and that was the last time you saw it? Until, yeah, a couple days ago. Wow, that's kind of awesome. Although I will <laughs> say, I was hoping your story was going to be, there was this little hole in the wall, and I used to peer through it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Almost, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's my last memory of it, because what ended up happening is uh, I was really heavy into drama and and doing comedy and in acting class and all this stuff. So so me and uh, one of my uh, a guy that ended up being a friend until now, like um, uh, 30 years. I don't know. Anyway, a you, long mean, you mean time. until until, the, until you did the show? <laughs> until I did the show, I was like, oh, like yeah, you're dude, out. really, really? You're slumming it, dude. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Well, we did this whole Bob and Doug thing at our school for almost every single assembly. So that was uh, part of uh, a thing for the school. Like everybody would go take off eh? as we'd walk down the hall and stuff because we played these two guys and we would open up m- most every assembly with these two guys. So who are you? And I was Bob. Okay. Uh, and he was Doug. He was a little bit bigger guy mm-hmm. at the time. And I, uh, I like to talk more. So I, and Bob seems to talk more. So mm-hmm. that's at least that's how we played him. So that's literally what made me go, okay, oh yeah, let's do this show. Because <laughs> that was a huge memory. I, I actually became quite popular in my school because I could do Bob. Don't you miss the days when that made you popular? <laughs> Seriously, yeah, it shows you what type of I mean, like this was like, so long ago. Real quick. Uh, where I, was the school located? Salt Lake City, Utah. OK. okay. Yeah, because I'm just trying to figure out like a time when a couple of kids doing a bit from what was a relatively I mean, it wasn't when I say adult, it wasn't like, you know, scandalous. But, you know, from the time period, I see TV, I always I always found to be 
something I, I think as a little kid, I don't think I got. I got it when I was older, but I never yeah. thought of it as a kid. I mean, I guess maybe teenagers. Teenagers probably would have gotten a lot of it. But but yeah, I don't know. I just I, I think it's fascinating the idea of a time when you guys did that and it was awesome because I'm pretty confident kids did that now. Even if they did something that was somewhat timely now, I'm thinking they would it would not end well. There's no way. Yeah. The, the pacing on this show and the pacing between what is, what is their comedy? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing air quotes. Um, (laughs) is so different from now. I mean, I can't even, I I was watching going, you know, just the pacing that it felt like half of it was improvised. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I mean, and that's how we did it back then. I mean, we did all the little skits from it. We did the spitting skit. And that seemed to every single time we do that, we'd end up wrestling, knocking bottles over. <laughs> and the bottles we used were Coke bottles. They, of course, wouldn't let us use beer bottles. And we didn't even know that that would be controversial. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, OK, yeah. we're going to get like 100 beer bottles for the, this couch that we had on stage because we did the whole thing, man. We had it all the exact costumes and everything. So that's what I love about kids, though. They totally do not remotely think beyond the present moment. Yep, and no they way. do not consider the <laughs> ramifications of how pissed their principal is going to be when they, he rolls up onto the stage and sees a hundred empty beer bottles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On a couch. Yeah. 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 No way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, our drama teacher uh, squashed that one yeah, right away. Yeah. Cause I was like, how are we going to get a hundred beer bottles? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're going to get lit up. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where it came from. It was a past uh, memory that I went. Oh, that's that one would be cool to watch. Well, since you since you since you gave us a taste of it, do you remember any of your any of your lines? Oh, I, I mean, we just did, we did it directly from it. It would be like, "Good day, I'm Bob, and this is my brother Doug. Here you take coffee." You know, I mean, it yeah. was just exactly what they were doing. And, and, and are you, you originally from? Are you originally from Utah? I am, yeah. Okay, because your Canadian accent's way better than mine. Just continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it for a year. Okay, I mean, that's it was true. You've had practice. Years ago, but okay. you've had practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I mean, we we would basically just write it around whatever the um, whatever the thing was that was going on the presentation, mm-hmm. and we would introduce whoever was coming out, or we would introduce the student body president, or whatever. So it you guys was. are like MCs. You guys kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Your school had Bob and Doug McKenzie as, as many in- times as they would let us. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while they'd go, "No, we're doing uh, some ballet performance." I was like, "Come on, that would be awesome." Yeah. Uh, no, no, guys, can you please leave? This is a memorial service. Really yeah, inappropriate. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, that that's fantastic. So, needless to say, as a as a young lad, you cherished, nay, loved this motion picture. There was so much in it that was very humorous. Again, for a fourteen year old boy mm-hmm. and all his friends, mm-hmm. uh, they're pouring beer into, and again, like I don't know, it it was so much more innocent. Let's go back <laughs> in the days when. Uh-huh. You know, we walked uphill both ways and mm-hmm. in the snow and all uh-huh. that. Um, but I, I didn't think of beer as I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I just was like, oh, it's so funny. They put beer in this dog's bowl and then they poured it back that into made a me glass. Want to vomit. That was so gross. Yeah, that's <laughs> nasty. Now, luckily, I thought they were still going to go hand it to him. <laughs> right. And have him drink it. 
I, when it broke, I was like, oh, oh I must have been really bummed at 14 that it broke because yeah. I was waiting for the guy to drink it. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, I mean, all of that just worked so well. Yeah. But, but all you know, of it at worked. that age. Yeah. And, and I remember, I mean, because I watched it, I don't remember how old I was, but I watched it relatively soon after it came out. But my, my recall is that it didn't strike me that it was beer. It, it could have been anything. It could have been you know, jolt cola. It could have been, uh, that never crossed my mind. And the whole time, the whole movie, even when they drink, you know, cause the one part where Rick Moranis is in the, uh, the giant vat and drinks all that beer, they never act drunk. Yeah. So it, it You're never perpetually struck buzzed. Me. Yeah. Well, it never struck me that throughout any of this, they were alcoholics or that mm-hmm. they, they were drinking alcohol. It was just, uh, a part of the bit, you know, whatever they were drinking. It, it wasn't like it was made me want to go out and get, you know, go party or drink beer or any of that. But did you guys catch the fact that they were responsible enough at one point to have the throwaway line of you don't drink and drive, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Even though supposedly they're basically supposed to be drunk at all times. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. And driving at all times. You uh-huh. know what I mean? That's uh-huh. uh, funny. <laughs> so. When's the last time, Joel, that you saw this? The the before we just watched it to okay. get ready for the, the show. The last time that. I saw this had to be the mid eighties because I remember my really? dad wanting to see it because as a, again as a kid I remember because uh, when this when it came out because it was it was the same year the Jedi came out I was what eight ish so I was you know I was still relatively young and I remembered yeah. seeing SCTV I don't know if it was like in like some kind of syndication at that point but cuz I always remember like John Candy dressed up as a vampire and mm-hmm. I I remember I had like these like glimpses and images and I remembered the Bob and Doug McKenzie bit but I didn't remember any of the details from it so but right. I remember my dad wanted to rent it and uh apparently we were fancy pants Jeremy because we actually had a VCR crazy i know <laughs> now granted, i thought you were gonna say a beta machine that no was even more no expensive. no 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 we you are upper class my, my father to be fair did go bankrupt within a couple years after said purchase <laughs> but we will that's a whole other story so yeah <laughs> as it went back then when uh vhs machine was 20 grand right? yeah exactly <laughs> more mortgage second mortgage on the house i still have my very first two vhs tapes though I have. Uh, no way. Yes, I do. I have them. Countdown for Zartan, G.I. Joe and Raiders of the Lost Ark, buddy. And even says on the bottom, there is a Lost Ark coming this summer. Temple of Doom. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's been like early 84. Yeah. I thought it was going to go lean more towards one of them was a little more adult. No. Oh. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, again, I was eight. <laughs> oh, eight. Yeah. Okay. Those Sorry. years. Yeah. Yeah. Add, add several more years out there. Yes, we could have gone down. Yeah. Road. <laughs> yeah I keep thinking 14. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I I've already told the stories on the show about you know, procuring some of my dad's stash, but we, we won't go there. Right now. So anyway, <laughs> so Kelly Maroney and your yes, you. yeah, we had. Did you ever see Night of the Comet, Jeremy? I did. Okay, remember Kelly Maroney, the cheerleader? Yep. Okay, I had the hots for her when I was a kid, and we <laughs> who had, didn't? Okay, of course. And we, yeah, she was our totally. first guest on the show, and we had a show real sweet, nice lady, and I totally told her that she helped get me started into puberty. Jason thought that was inappropriate. Nice. I, I thought it was honest. It was not inappropriate. It was awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. It so, was awesome. So, so anyway, uh, uh, but we have this thing that uh, Jason uh, coined the term many a moon ago. And uh, since then, we've just probably beaten it to death. But we call it C&D, Jeremy. 
Okay. It stands for, it's a disorder. It's, it's actually going to be in the DSM uh, 16, I think. <laughs> it, it, is, it is cinematic nostalgia disorder. And oh, okay. this is what occurs when one has this memory of a movie being awesome. Case in point, Masters yes. of the Universe. <laughs> you see I might it? not have had it for that movie. Okay, well, no. I did for this movie okay. at least. But that's a good example. We did a double feature of that and Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. Now, I wasn't naive enough to think that that POS would hold up, but yeah. Master of the Universe, I had a, and I guess it did hold up in a campy cheeseball Dolph Lundgren kind of way. But yeah, you, you watch these movies, you're like, wow. Yeah, I don't remember it feeling this way. So I guess that where I'm going with this is for Strange Brew, would you say that after watching it this time around, you experienced a little bit of C and by the way, this is not the rating system, though actually now I think about it, maybe it should be a little bit a little bit of C and D or a lot of C and D. Because there really isn't any in between on C and D. It's pretty much a little or a lot. Like you, you go into like oh like Robocop. Robocop held up beautifully. Like I hadn't seen it in fifteen years. Yeah. freaking great movie the blob yeah. the remake of the blob from 88 the chuck russell movie freaking great i was i was shocked how well that held up uh, you know every once in a while you come across you're like wow okay good that was still a good movie but then you come across other ones now for me mm-hmm. strange brew i saw it once in like 85 84 whatever and i barely i remembered the very beginning and like the fact that they had in an interesting twist on in what you guys said i actually do remember that they drank beer a lot that was like my only memory of it yeah so <laughs> so uh for me, it but wasn't so no, no real nostalgia. No, for you no, definitely general, not a nostalgia thing. No. You saw it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. So for you, Jeremy. OK, well, <laughs> if the way I understand it is mm-hmm. um, I thought it was going to be better. OK, like I definitely remembered bits and pieces here and there mm-hmm. that I remembered. Oh, yeah. Then this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And, um, you know, as, as a 14 year old and I was like a real film guy, mm-hmm. um, I, I had this thing in the back of my head that I was going to go go to Hollywood one day. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that they would make jokes about making a film mm-hmm seemed so inside i see i thought i was so sophisticated (laughs) because i could get that yeah you know what i mean so i had those feelings going into it uh but it took me three viewings to finish it so that just uh oh you you mean this time yeah i i i couldn't watch it all at once (laughs) and it's like a 90 minute movie okay it is well and and like for instance and speaking of the film thing like they have that little bit where they they're making their own movie at the beginning you actually did the little sci-fi epic which that that i thought was good yeah i actually thought that was funny i like that part that looked like just about every movie i made in high school actually yeah yeah. actually it looked like because i had a a very short stint as an indie wannabe filmmaker and in fact somewhat uh was reminiscent of some of those movies as well for me so yes it uh, (laughs) <laughs> it was exactly you could definitely relate uh but yeah so jason for you because i know you said that you had actually seen not obviously nearly as long ago as jeremy or, or myself so yeah I, I remember watching it like i mentioned I, I remember watching it as a kid uh, uh many times i i'd seen it over and over again starting in the i want to say mid to late 80s uh we got a vcr for the first time i think in 81 because my dad, well, Mister Fancy Pants. I know. Wow, I know. we felt super special because my the dad, rich kids, really <laughs> God. He uh, he spent uh, some time in Japan, and so he brought it back from there. So even all of the controls were in 
Japanese and we had to kind of figure it out over time. But um, I remember <laughs> watching it, but I, I've only seen it once uh, since then. And it, but it's only been about three years, four, maybe four years or so. But uh, I, I went into it this time fully, fully expecting this to be complete CND. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember it being, you know, relatively a cheaply made movie and, and kind of ridiculous. And so I sat down to watch it this time. And my wife even was like, Oh, I'll watch that one with you after five weeks of watching horror movies on my own for spooky flicks. <laughs> so she's like, Oh good. I'll watch that. And, and I went into it expecting to be disappointed that it, you know, kind of lost its luster. And it was ridiculous in that it wasn't a brilliantly written or made uh, film, but it seemed like a funny skit for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I found myself laughing way more than I thought I would going into it. See, it sounds like your your expectations were low enough that, and I'm not saying that as a joke. I mean, all serious, like they were yeah. like, they were low enough that it went up. Like, and, and ultimately that's well, a, and, and I'm a big, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Rick Moranis. I love, uh, I, I love a lot of the guys from SCTV and you, you and I have talked about this off, uh, offline. Uh, you know, you've got some amazing folks that came from that, that, uh, group. You've got mm-hmm. John Candy, Eugene Levy, uh, John Flaherty, um, Harold Ramis was in there, uh, Andrea Martin. So just uh, that whole group, I love the things that they've done in the movies and, and TV and stuff. And Rick Moranis specifically, I have a kind of a soft spot, a soft spot for uh, a lot of his movies, but going into it, I just thought, okay, I'm not going to expect that this is going to be fantastic, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I, and I, <laughs> I kind of surprised myself and <laughs> how much, how much I liked it this time around knowing that it had been, mm-hmm. you know, so long and, and kind of a, a cheaply made, uh, spin almost off really just playing off of their popularity with their albums and their TV, mm-hmm. uh, their TV stuff. But, um, I liked it more than I thought I'd even, I mean, I'd watch it again. It's not like I I'd hate on it. It, it uh, it was, it was pretty good. So did you, did you guys uh, catch who directed it? Oh man. It, who was it? I didn't. Did it you? was them. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was both of them. Oh, funny. Yeah, and that I was know. like their only, I know for Rick Moranis, it was his only directorial uh, stint. That's the mm. only thing he'd ever directed. Well, and, and it was funny as, as a, the outsider in this uh, particular triangle, as, as far as <laughs> this movie goes <laughs> again, having seen it, but I might as well not have, because like I said, right. no memory virtually. I, I really didn't. There was a couple parts I chuckled and yeah. there was a, a couple parts that I had that look on my face. Like did somebody just fart? Or, right, I was gonna say who farted. Yeah, who farted? The who farted face. Yeah. The, the Joey Tribbiani, you know, act, school of acting, like who farted <laughs> yeah. face. Uh, and and I think it was because it did that one thing that always drives me crazy in absurd comedies. Absurd comedies, and, and I would classify those like say like you know Latin National Lampoon's Vacation movies or Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Yeah. even like any Fairly Brothers type stuff where it just goes way over the top. But here's the thing. If you think about even those movies, nothing happens in them that defies the rules of the universe in which we all live. <laughs> and because the second a comedy does that, it really is not, they think they're being funny, but it gets, it's so ridiculous. It, it just, it's not funny anymore. And they're not money Python. Okay. Let's just put it that way. So I was going to say, so you don't count a rabbit. 
No, but that whole but again, <laughs> but the universe that they establish early on is friggin' King Arthur with a dude with coconuts behind yeah. him. I think you know yeah, what you're in true. for. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas whereas with a movie like this, it's it's obviously within the real world. And like I, and I and I'm using Dumb and Dumber because I actually wrote in my notes that they, this is sort of they they seem like they were the the t- the prototype for Dumb and Dumber. I mean they had that same vibe yeah. to them. But like just the the thing with the dog literally flying. I mean, <laughs> literally, like, okay, they painted it um, like a I'm skunk. Sorry. The dog's name was Hosehead. Sorry, yeah, you can. <laughs> I stand corrected. So it was poorly, poorly painted with white stripes going back. Yeah, I didn't even know what the hell he was at first. It wasn't even trying. It was like they actually took the chalk line machine from a baseball field and just kind of ran it over his head. <laughs> yeah, it felt like somebody said, OK, bring in the dog. Oh, we forgot the the things on its back. Yeah, uh, what yeah. do we got? What do we got? Uh, we got something in the fridge. It's uh, marshmallow stuff. OK, we'll just wipe hey, that somebody got a baby bag, a baby bag. Is there baby powder? Baby powder. Anybody got paper? Exactly. <laughs> Wait, well, and it's a weird thing because in some ways I want to go. They did all, you know, they did even the dog stripes very specifically. They're like, we don't need to, you know, like the joke is that it's just, it's not well done. I, I don't know like how to say it. Like I, I, I know what you mean. Think yeah. that. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> most of the time I was, I was going, they had to be high or drunk to go. <laughs> yeah. This will be funny. The dog, it flies into the air. Yeah, literally. It, it has then- nothing to do with anything in the movie. Other than they need to get him to stop people at the Oktoberfest from drinking beer, which we find out shortly thereafter really would have worn off after two hours anyway. Yeah, it was really dangerous. Right. (laughs) And that the people were fully drinking the entire time as the dog was coming. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, Funny. Oh, and then they think it's a skunk, which I guess you can make the argument. They're all drunk. So that's why they think it's a skunk. But it's a freaking dog jumps through the ceiling of a tent and has pseudo lightly painted white stripes on its back. Everybody panics and runs for dear life because they think it's a skunk. They think it's a 70 pound skunk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but mostly, or, or, and then of course, probably even more, I mean, this is saying something oh, even boy. more absurd that you know where I'm going, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Rick Moranis is carried. He's Bob, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Bob is trapped in a, a very, very Star Warsian, you know, like they're trapped in the trash compactor. Yep, yep. It's a giant beer uh, container. Like yes, a beer like a vat. Beer, beer vat. Yeah, I guess that's what you call it. Yeah. And he and the and the female lead, which is her name, Pam, the character uh, Elsinore. Yep. Pam. Sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. She, she, it was Lynn Griffin played uh, Pam, who yeah. was the daughter. I, I love of the, the guy J- Jeremy's murdered. childhood movie. <laughs> So bummed him out. He's like, whatever, <laughs> whatever her name is, whatever the sure. chick who uh, well, who apparently can look at a video game and get the entire backstory and knows who's <laughs> guilty. Oh boy! So, <laughs> now she was in Black Christmas. Now, why well, she looked familiar? Who is she in Black Christmas? Oh, she did uh, girl that dies first in the upstairs. Yes, spoiler alert. Of, she was one of the first girls. Well, that's not a spoiler. They're <laughs> several people die in that movie. But I guess it is a slasher film, technically. <laughs> it is a slasher <laughs> flick. Um, yeah, but she was she was in that. But did you uh, ever see that, Jeremy? I did not. Have you? Are you? Are you? Are you a horror movie fan at all? I never really uh, heard you. Talk. I was back then, especially. Okay, well, uh, I, but I didn't see a lot of the the I don't know, like say B or even C movies. Yeah. Well, so, it, it was just what I could get in the VHS store. Gotcha. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so, I gotcha. so we'll, we'll tell you this. Black Christmas is probably one of the most underrated. Oh, dude, it's awesome. Classic oh, wow. 
horror flicks. It's not a B movie. No. It is. It stars. It, is a, it stars Olivia Hussey from the Romeo and Juliet. Remember the the Franco Zeffirelli film? Oh and, yeah, yeah. And and Keir Dullia from 2001: A Space Odyssey and John Saxon. And Margot Kidder. And Margot Kidder's what? and Andrea Martin's in it. Yeah, it's oh, it funny. is a it is a unsung. Uh, masterpiece that we we covered. Oh, uh, dude, we love that movie some, so much. Some that's not C and D stuff. Oh no, this movie it. holds up that's like a mofo. Oh. Okay, yep. cool. and it's yeah. and it's it's virtually bloodless. It's it's it, they classified it as a slasher movie. It's not. It came out seventy five. It is the movie that set all the groundwork of the you know the, the all the what are now looked as cliches of that genre. I don't want to say any of them because it gives some stuff away from the movie. But right. it works so well in that movie. And there's just it's creepy. Uh, Bob Clark, who directed a Christmas Story and Porky's, directed it. <laughs> And it, which is really really weird, but it's <laughs> good, dude. It's good, but there's human, it's, and as a result, there is some funny parts to it. But man, it's got some. It's creepy. It's a creepy movie. Yeah. Wow! Don't okay. watch it with your kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, well, his kids, kids are older, and it, it's great because it's virtually oh, yeah. bloodless. But long story short, and then I'm gonna shut up about this movie because I'll go on for literally the rest of the episode about it. Right. Uh, is it starts off? You see the point of view of the killer, and he crawls up this trellis, and you can hear him. <laughs> And you hear his voice and, he, and he's like, looking through the wind in a sorority, he's at a sorority <laughs> house. He climbs up this trellis, hides in the attic and he proceeds. He will come downstairs. There's a separate phone line in the uh, whatever the hell you call the house mother, uh, who's also right. an al- alcoholic way, in this movie. Uh, and she uh, he goes down there, will call and like do these. Uh, and they call him obscene phone calls. He, he's like, I'm going to get you. Piggy. And it's creepy, creepy stuff. And then after he calls, someone dies. Okay, dude. It's, it's yeah. and he's in the house the whole freaking time and we know it, but they don't know it. And yeah. it, and so it's the original, the calls, you know, the, it's it that whole house, but it doesn't matter. It's so creepy. But, oh, but, wow, Lynn Griffin, okay. but Lynn Griffin, who played uh, Pam, the daughter in, in Strange Brew, she's in it, uh, plays Claire, uh, one of the first uh, girls to get it. Yeah. So, okay. Spoiler alert for you, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. So, so she was moving up with Strange Brew. This was she, like her big. She got to American. live. She got to live. Yeah. Yep. This was her. Uh, yeah. This was her. Uh, her Desp- comedy. Despite being thanks to Bob. Yeah. That was uh, she was. She did not drown in beer in this vat. No. Right? So that was yes. Oh wait, hold on. We got. We got to finish with our story. We complete. How do we get derailed, Jason? How does that happen on this show? We never go down rabbit trails. No idea how you go off topic. No, so never. Did, never. But I, I, I thought I you had you. music for it. What's that? You, what? da, 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 rabbit trail. You know, I, I need, I really need, I've been talking for literally the past two years about getting some music. That would be good. Yes, go. you have. So uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so they're in a vat. Yes, they're in a vat. to start with. Yes. And, and Max it, von Sido. Yes. Who's the bad guy? He's the bad guy. And this, is the brewmeister, whatever, who is experimenting <laughs> on psychopaths and crazy people with uh, some kind because of weird. Because you have concoction. a loony bin, by the way, non PC term, but it's the one they use. You have the loony bin next to the, <laughs> Next beer, to not not just next to, apparently connected oh, well, to. So, that makes sense. Um, so uh, yes, he captures Pam and Bob, tosses them in an empty uh, giant beer vessel, the one that they I guess uh, uh, form- fermented in and leave it in, and starts to fill it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a trash dun, dun, compactor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will uh, they make it? You're gonna <laughs> drown. <laughs> oh. And then wait, wait, wait. Then he pees in it. Yeah, that's true. Good point. She goes, is it, is it getting <laughs> oh, warm right. in here? Like, he's standing there. She's like, oh, it suddenly got warm in here. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that part made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. And then, see, and then uh, um, the 
Doug comes in with with the other hero, um, Bob, the hockey player that was in the insane no, no, asylum. It Ro- no, it was Rosie. Wasn't it Rosie? Rosie, Rosie, Rosie. Like yeah, uh, who is in love with Pam. They came to rescue them. They open the bottom door of the beer vat, and he says, "Stand back! This is gonna blow." He flips it open, and nothing. <laughs> he pops it open, and Pam pops her head out, and says, "He drank the whole thing." Oh. Come on. And we're talking about you folks have got to visualize. This is something you would see driving down the interstate on the back of a semi that like they, I would say it's at least it comparable to like a giant like guy like a gas tank like on the back of a semi. It's yeah. it's huge. Yeah. Well, if you've ever been to a brewery, it's like literally one of the giant tanks that they yeah. fill thousands with, of gallons. Right. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> at this point, uh, he. He says, stand back. I'm going to blow. I thought this was going to come straight through that <laughs> hole. Am I the only person who thought that? I thought that. Because he's like, I got to go. Eh? So he burps, <laughs> blows off the end of the vat, which is the uh, plot think. motivator to actually show how they get him out of that thing. Aside from that little hole that apparently they climbed out of. Uh, and then he has to pee. Now, this is the point about three quarters of the movie. My two boys who are the same age as your boys, they're, you know, young, seven, eight, nine. Uh, they came in to start watching the movie with me. This shows you what who this movie was was made for. They laughed nonstop from the point they were put in the vat until the fire was out. There you go. So, See, we're so, old farts. We don't get it. As, See, as they roll Bob out, who is now giant, as big as the vat. Uh, full up and they're trying to move he was like oh hey not there eh?" (laughs) and then he said the insane asylum or the mental uh, institute is on fire conveniently i got an idea (laughs) and they roll him over he pees out the fire he put it out in two minutes would have taken them two hours i think according to the fire marshal both thankfully his clothing (laughs) completely like the hulk yeah reverses and is exactly the right size it's amazing yes totally stretches back with his body yeah it's funny the acting on some of this uh the uh, fire guy had to be somebody's uncle (laughs) like acting wise he's like thanks son yeah you just did in two minutes would it would have taken us two hours (laughs) pats Pats back oh my gosh yeah Whose uncle got that role? Wanted a SAG voucher. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> that's the one where they they reused the same extra for like four different parts yeah, of the that, movie. Yeah, switch his hat. You're like, wait, weren't you one of the hockey guys? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> speak. I'm glad you brought up the hockey. Besides, besides having uh, 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 my one of my favorite lines in the movie. I'm your father, Luke. Give in to the dark side of the force, you knob. He saw Jedi seventeen times. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Given the dark side of the force, you knob. I don't. I just found that funny. Love that. <laughs> so, what was the deal with the hockey thing? So, the, the way I tell me if I'm completely off, you guys, because I'm really confused. The, the the great conspiracy in this movie that the Brewmeister, aka Max von Sydow, who by the way I, I'm I'm guessing was making a penance for starring in a bunch I of Ingmar, totally agree with you a, a bunch of Ingmar Bergman films so he had to be going to do Flash Gordon and this one was that the was that the the logic I just I'm fascinated by whoa, how I'm, I'm not knocking Flash whoa. I'm simply saying back that truck up <laughs> you're beep, lumping beep, in Flash beep, Gordon with with this. the absurdity in the camp of it when you compare those to the Ingmar Bergman films he was in he had to have been this this is the conversation with him and his agent. <laughs> right. <laughs> I heard you're having some financial tra- problems. <laughs> you told me to get you anything. 
now, you said anything, Max. You said anything. And when you said <laughs> anything, did you mean anything? No, what, what, I, what I meant, what I meant was. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. He's like, no, 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 no. I got you two things. One is a space thing. It's going to be like Star Wars. One, it's going to be as big as or bigger than Star Wars. I'm telling you. Exactly. <laughs> and the other's a comedy. You like comedy, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't laugh much in the Bergman movies, but. You, uh, the only thing I can guarantee you actually get a paycheck. So yeah, yep, unlike the Bergman it. movies, you know, he went to his trailer bef- between every take in this movie and just put his face palmed it. Oh man. <laughs> and then, and then took a shot and then just took a shot off a bottle of Jim Beam. He's like, I can't do this. <laughs> now, like, I'd rather just eat? die with no money. Or for some reason in this movie, he, he looked like he had an extra, uh, uh, false teeth. Yes, they gave yeah, him I, giant. They gave him giant teeth, like yes. uh, Matt Damon or Matt uh, Matt Dillon. And uh, there's something about Mary. He gets the teeth caps. Yeah, yeah it yeah, reminded he, me of. I remember yeah. even that. Even as a kid, I remember he looked like he had just like weird fake teeth, and uh, as part of his is. <laughs> so he, so he's the bad guy, the broom, the broommeister. I love that. That's his actual name. Like the burger, <laughs> the burgermeister. Uh, right. So he. His big grand conspiracy, he's some kind of scientist. He is going to, he's using a drug to drug the quote unquote loonies so that, and you then he has to trigger to control them after drugging them. He uses really awesome early 80s synth music. Yeah, keyboard. Keyboard, uh, of course. Yeah, sure, Casio. I don't keyboard. want to think about what would happen if they'd hit demo. I, it would have been uh, anarchy. Uh, it would have been uh, anarchy. So. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. together. That's hysteria. <laughs> That's what it would have been. So <laughs> then these guys all under the control of a drug and the awesome Casio play hockey. And this is an attempt by the brewmeister and his cohorts to take over the world. So is his goal that all the world is going to be broken up into two teams and they're going to play hockey to death. I, I really am confused as to what the plan was. <laughs> I, I would just look at the screen as this would happen with my mouth open, blinking. What? <laughs> the the, the uh, Joey Tribbiani, what? Uh, Fart uh, smell. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> you got to kind of turn your head just a little bit and raise your. your <laughs> yeah. Now, didn't you say, uh, what was it? Um, Return of the Jedi came out that same summer. Yeah. Well, because I'll tell you that the uniforms I was going, they had to like I, right now looking on the screen and it's the movie poster uh-huh. and it's that old style like they used to do with Star Wars and Raiders oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you see those guys on either side. And I it, it's almost like one of those things where I was I think they were playing off that. Oh, I'm sure they were. They had to have been like, yeah, yeah. look, no we'll make Star Trooper or Stormtrooper like guys. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's I don't know how it's going to all work together, but uh, that's okay. We'll put it in. I give them real (laughs) points, though, because, Jason, you said this movie came out in August of 83. Yeah, August of 83 is when this was released. Did Jedi come out of May? Because Star Wars came out in May. I think Empire did. Did I think it was spring. Yeah, I think it was spring 83. May or May-ish. So we're only talking about a couple months removed. And they, I, I mean... Well, the other thing I caught, did you catch that when they went into the factory the first time after they get the job and they say, welcome to 1984? So was the anticipation this movie wasn't going to come out to the next year? Uh, oh, I did not get that. Yeah, he yeah. said he goes, welcome yeah. to like, he was welcome. Now, he did make a comment a little later of watch out Big Brother's watching you. So my guess is he could have very well meant that you're making an Orwellian reference 
Oh, but yeah, the fact that this movie really came out yeah. in 83 is what yeah, threw, I like yeah, yeah. because he goes, welcome to 84. It's all the automation. And, and I, and I thought it was like weird. Cause oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. No. So I didn't either. So yeah. Uh, the, the, but so this came out in August Yeah, and he made the whole, uh, uh, he saw Jedi 17 times. Which means they made this movie before Jedi even came out. So weren't they really hedging their bets that Jedi would be successful? Uh, no, no, because the <laughs> comment he makes on that. Is that is after he does the I am your father bit, which was not Jedi, that was Empire. Yeah. yeah. So they That's were playing true. off that. But yeah, um, it, it was funny. Yeah, I, I don't get the whole hockey thing other than, uh, as I mentioned to you before this, I, I went back and watched all the old SCTV bits that they did. Uh, called Canadian Corner, which was the Great White North is what they called it. But that was the original bit that uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie and they were trying to be uh, ridiculously satirically Canadian. And so anything they could think of that was um, uh, um, Canadian. Well, what uh, we tell, tell, tell the good folks the trivia bit that you, you discussed. Well, it was. Yeah, they, they, this was a response to uh, the, the government uh, of Canada decided that they needed uh, more TV that was specifically Canadian. That was uh, oh, uh, identif- it. wasn't it identifiably identifiably Canadian or something. <laughs> so they decided so they're going to make so the worst stereotype. Just kind of as a payback to it, they they made up these characters that were so ridiculously. Um, over the top, anything that was that was seen as Canadian, their hats had maple leaves on them. They talked about back bacon and snow and, and beer. beer. And it was, yeah. yeah, it was every stereotype they could think of. So the movie really just carried that on. And that's the only part I can figure that the hockey played into was oh, that that's seen yeah. as stereotypically Canadian uh, and Northern, you know. And that's what uh, I, and that's what I've concluded. I really wish I had most of the movies. I regret doing research beforehand, except, yeah. for, except for when we did rad. And maybe <laughs> and maybe thrashing. That was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So wow, uh, but, <laughs> oh, dude, rad. You've got just go on YouTube, type the words "rad dance scene." You will wet your pants. <laughs> oh my god, Lori Laughlin, Lori Laughlin, and the kid, whoever <laughs> his name was, who's the star of that, on their BMX bikes during a prom type dance, dancing on their bikes in spotlights to the song send me an angel wow it, it, it's about as awesome as it, it really nothing gets more awesome in that moment <laughs> uh, uh, but but i digress <clears throat> so 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 yes the the research the that research i wish i had this. done yeah i wish i had done research because i think i would have liked this movie more and here's the thing i'm definitely siding with jeremy in that it's not a good movie which i jason i think you would concede is not a really well-made movie but I, I didn't find it funny. The one thing I give it definitely that I do really, I feel like they had a really good time making it. <laughs> and while that's not necessarily a great selling point for your movie, well, we had a good time making it, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that there, there was something palpable about their relationship. And the I, I did like that. I like that you could tell these guys, you know, it's like, I may not be in on the joke, but okay, I get it. You guys are having fun. And it's kind of fun just watching you have fun. So, yeah. Yeah, there were actually two times where um, the actor, his name is Dave, but he played Doug, Mm -hmm. where they did something where clearly they were improvising Uh and it made him 
like laugh a, a little character even though a his character yeah. Yeah. yeah and i i kept thinking and it's funny i forgot about sctv but i was thinking i wonder if this was like the first saturday night, saturday night live bit that ended up in a uh-huh. movie yeah because it has like, that vibe that, it has it definitely has that vibe yeah. totally feels like that because i know yeah. i saw some sort of you know and it ended up being the sctv right the, yeah. the yeah. skits beforehand but um but when he did that there were moments like that where i felt a little calmer about it i don't know how to explain it you know because most of the time i just was cringing um and then something like that would happen i'd go okay okay these are just you know they got lucky sort of yeah this movie absolutely and and it felt like it felt like a 90 minute uh uh skit and and they a lot of it felt improvised but it just at least their chemistry seemed to work uh, when they had their good moments, even if the rest of the stuff that was around them was ridiculous and asinine. So. Well, and like, yeah. uh, like to give an example of that, the moment when they're uh, in the quote unquote loony bin and they right. and they and they're in straight jackets. And he oh, goes, I'm going to steamroll yeah. you, eh? That whole moment, dude. <laughs> no, no. That was just them. Go- I, I, my guess is the whole crew had gone off for lunch at that point and just had the cameras <laughs> running. And they're like, I don't know what are you going to do. I don't know. They just roll over each other. That'd be fun, eh? And they just. Or even when they do the shock treatment bit i mean just yeah. oh that yes yeah. times yes when they, it was just the two of them doing like a skit yeah it was really good and yeah. they and they their chemistry was great together so yeah i liked that stuff for sure definitely so, so let me let me point this out a couple quick things and, and give you some context i hope here. you're gonna i hope you're gonna hit on one thing that if we don't we would be more than remiss we deserve to be shot if we don't mention uh, <laughs> may or may not may or may not but uh, the budget of the movie uh-huh. you want to take a stab Jeremy dollars. Eight, <laughs> I'll be a little, I'll be a little bit more, uh, 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 generous. I'll say $12 and 98 cents. It, $4 million. Thing, $4 million. Four million. What? In 1983 dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's like $83 dollars, dude. And I yeah, think no, that was a normal budget. Like that was, that wasn't a small budget. That was then. a main, that's a pretty mainstream budget for then. Yeah. For comedy, especially. Uh, I think 3.5 of that went to uh, um, Max Bonsaito. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, um, and, and it made it back. I mean, it's clearly uh, gotten it back. But to, to put it in perspective, that's exactly what was spent on A Christmas Story. Hmm. Wow. Uh, oh, and how about tying that one together, buddy? Directed by the same guy who did Black Christmas. What's up? Wow. <laughs> See, we go down yeah. rapid trails, but they all connect. It's like they Lost. Do. Every episode of Forgotten Flicks is like Lost. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. in the end, you're going to feel deeply, deeply unsatisfied, just like Lost. <laughs> Here's the more important piece. Here's the dates that it was, uh, uh, that it was production dates. Yes. Uh, mid-October through mid-December. So it was, it was pretty much just a two-month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> October, November, December of 82 of 82 is when it shot 82. Yeah. So they, so here's the thing. That includes editing. (laughs) 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 That was pre pre production, production and post production. Yeah. In October they went, Hey, we should make this movie Yeah, (laughs) by December. It was done. And the best part was they had to completely do ADR for the entire movie beginning to end. That was also included in that time frame. Yep. So, (laughs) <laughs> they actually did reshoots on 95% of all the scenes in that time frame. Uh, yeah. well, and I wonder if, and I want to go back now, when Bob makes the comment about he saw Jedi 17 times, would they have known at that point when they made the movie that it was going to be called Return of the Jedi? Because remember, for a long time, it was Revenge of the Jedi. 
No, I guess he did say he just says Jedi. He just says Jedi. He just says Jedi. Okay, he just says Jedi. Okay, that'd be fair. Okay. So it was made the you know before it was released, but when it was still kind of in the media. It would have been awesome if they had because when they filmed it, if it was still called Revenge of the Jedi, and he had said he saw Revenge of the Jedi. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Been good, yeah. And the one thing I was going to say that we have got to mention is the voice yeah. of the dad. Did you catch that, oh, Jeremy? Oh my yes. god, Mel, yes. Is it Mel Blanc? Dude, you're good. Yes. I was scrambling. I was like, first, I thought it was Brian Doyle Murray, you know, Bill Murray's brother, because oh, he has okay, that, yeah. that kind of you know, that gruff voice. I yeah. thought it was him for sure. And then because we talked about uh, him back when we did our Scrooge episode, yep. Scrooged episode with uh, Bill Murray, that yeah. he had that perfect gravelly kind yep. of bad yep. boss voice, yep. And and then I then thought, I looked at my phone, I was like, okay, is it somebody from the Flintstones? <laughs> I knew it was a cartoon. I'm like, why does that sound so freaking familiar? So now my wife said, that sounds like Yosemite Sam. Well, yeah, she was really close. It like to me. See, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't sound like that to me because he wasn't, he wasn't doing the over-the-top Texas twang, so yeah. I guess was why I didn't hear it. But <laughs> but yeah, as soon as I realized they said it was, it was Mel Blanc, and, uh, and, and for those kids out there who don't know, Bugs freaking bunny, folks. Come on. All the Looney Tunes. Where are you? Um, and oh I think he is the uh, number one credited IMDb person other than porn stars. With the most- I think he has four credits on IMDb for acting, voiceover, <laughs> tr- uh, production, with directing. The porn, with, with the asterisk. There's always got to be a footnote, doesn't there? There has to be. Other than other porn than stars. Porn. <laughs> Not to creep you out. He's been in over a thousand movies. Some of these porn stars have been in 3,000. Yeah, and they've only been in the business for three and a half years. <laughs> Think about it. So, yes, it was Mel Blanc played the voice of the father who we get the wonderful moment when your, Bob your and Doug part. walk in on part. them. What's that? Your favorite part. Oh, it's my favorite part. Uh, I don't know what part made me want to gag more. The part with the dog water bowl with the beer that was just disgusting like chunks Uh, just something about that made me want to puke but (laughs) they open the door and their parents go into town on each other and the parents turn their heads and it's dave thomas and rick moranis in makeup (laughs) as the parents go into town that part may give me nightmares yeah 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 it was definitely a double nosh moment that was awesome okay (laughs) so gents before we go on to our movie picks i am now in Five minutes or less, way less than five minutes. Going to describe. Talk about the rating. Our movie rating system. All right. Okay. Okay. Ready? Let me prepare. Okay. Ready? Got the timer going, Jay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Here's how it goes. We have a rating system one to five. Five means you love this movie so snake and much. You've gone to the video store. You've rented it. You should relate to this, Jeremy. You've rented it. You've rented the VCR. You love it so much. You're going to keep those suckers out forever. You're going to go back to the store, lie to them and say, hey, man. I got robbed. They stole it. They're gone, man. I I will pay the $85 for this VHS that you're going to charge me and the $684 for the VCR. That's how much I love this movie. (laughs) A one, on the other hand, would be you hated it so much that it took you, let's say, hypothetically, three times to even get through it. (laughs) You didn't. You were not kind. You did not rewind. You took that sucker back. Definitely the day of. You may not have even finished it and you slap it on the counter. You want your money back. Two, it's like, yeah, you got through it, but you still probably took it back that day because you wanted to get something that didn't completely suck. Uh, three is, ah, you liked it. You kept it out the reasonable amount of time. A four would be like you kept it a day or two past the due date and you'll pay the, uh, you'll pay the fine. That's the rating system. Does it make sense to you? I think I got it. And I think that was under a minute. Booyah. One minute even. Damn. Wow, yes. Okay. Nathan, 
Now, what was that Apology middle accepted. part again? Was what? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh no! Okay. All right. So on to the ratings. Yes, your right? ratings. Yes. Okay. You know, I, I want to give it a certain number because of the nostalgia. <laughs> I got no. You know what I mean? Like comes into play. That comes into play. You know, I, I, I'm thinking of it going. Oh my gosh! It, it does have a place in my life. Mm-hmm. It, it, it added some level of um, popularity in my life. Were ladies involved in this popularity? Yeah, not quite that. Oh, good. okay. Never mind that. I, <laughs> I mean, it was like eighth or ninth grade. I can't remember now, but uh, so it wasn't quite that good. Although lots of people, almost everybody in the school was knew us from it. Okay, for sure. Okay. okay, but it wasn't like, hey, would you like to go out because you do an amazing Bob McKenzie? It was, you <laughs> so didn't. You didn't have Bob and Doug groupies. No, not quite. Uh, almost. Ooh, it was so close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to give it. A number for that, but I just couldn't. I almost didn't finish it. <laughs> so, so I, and I, I was like going, maybe, maybe I'm like a film snob now. I don't know. Cause I was like going, <laughs> there were a couple of times where I actually chuckled, but it was more because I remember I, it, it's almost like fondly going, Oh, we did that bit. That is actually like a symptom. That is an actual symptom of C and D. Oh, yes. okay. The, yeah. So the, the nostalgic chuckle. Yeah, they they spit at each other, and then one finally hawks a you know acts yeah. like he's gonna. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, and he's like, okay, you know. But and we did that, and we did the wrestling. So there was pieces like that that I went. Yeah, I could see as a fourteen year old boy, but I was like, oh my gosh, now it was just most of the time I was cringing. Um, I was going, I wonder if I could make this go double speed because I want to finish it. <laughs> and then I kept getting so surprised by. I thought it was over after the VAT thing. And he puts yeah. out the fire. In my mind, I went, oh, it's over. Nope, it's not over. Now there's a superhero dog. What? Now we're at a beer fest? Oh, really? When okay, is it going to end? Okay, pops, uh, get out of the car. Hey, uh, here comes my brother. All right. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go one. Oh. Wow. Now, wait, what, was your, what was your nostalgic number? Two. Oh wow! I was gonna say <laughs> if your nostalgic number was a three, you could split the difference. You know, average it out and get a two. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go one point eight. Oh my gosh! Three times I started Sunday, and you know, like forty minutes in, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what have I gotten into?" <laughs> I don't know if I could be able to finish this. I think I think one of my toilets needs fixing. <laughs> what, do, yeah. what do i have oh. to do around the house did you i've already washed my hair three times <laughs> so yeah gosh it was just it was so tough and and the nostalgia worked against it because in oh, my head true. it was much better I you know that. what i mean you and, almost wish you almost wish you hadn't come on this infernal podcast and ruined the image in your head i know <laughs> I like, in my head it was it was it was just it was perfection wonderful. It was, like yep. my, it was like your first girlfriend or something, you know, you, you have, and then, and then you meet him 25 years later. You're like, Oh my God, that's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, I, I just can't do it in all honesty. Go higher than a one. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jason, do I have to explain the system to you again? Please say no. Cause then it might take five minutes. No, okay. no, no, okay. no. I've heard it uh, more times than I care to admit. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, I, I have to agree with, with Jeremy on a lot of points. I mean, it, it definitely had, I remember, um, uh, when I watched it this time, I didn't remember that it felt like it ended three times over, uh, and yet it still 
hadn't actually ended. Um, but there were a lot of points that, that I did chuckle at. And, uh, I, like I said, it surprised me how much I liked it versus what I thought I would like it. Yeah. So I did go with the solid three, mm. uh, in that I'd keep it, you know, I'd keep it a day, uh, past, uh, well, past. I, I, I would say, I would say three is definitely, you kept it out. Like, you know, back in the day, you get a rental yeah, for a couple time. days. You I keep would, it for the full time. Run back the next morning to get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. no, I, I keep it its full length two two days or, or whatever it was. But nice. uh, okay. um, it, it, it wasn't the best made movie, but it had enough points in it that it made me chuckle that that I thought, you know, if I own this every so often, I wouldn't I'd still toss it in uh, the old Betamax. And <laughs> I got you. And give it a they try. did have special effects, so I guess that they happened did. something. Nice effects, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Out of a video game, eh? Right. So I guess it's my turn. And I am definitely, if you had given it a two, Jason, straight up was going to give it a three. Just because I felt bad for it. Just, just a but one up. I will yeah. split the difference between you two and give it what I actually wanted to give it, which is a two. I think yeah. I would have kept it. I would have probably said, watched it. And I would have, you know, the next morning got up and been like, yeah, I'm definitely not watching this again. I'm going to go get something else. It would have been that kind of movie. <laughs> so, because it's it's not a good movie. I, I can appreciate it on some level. I get why, again, on some level, uh, it was popular. I didn't particularly find it funny. Uh, I found it, in, I guess that's the way, I found it endearing at moments like moments that were endearing to me mainly because of those two and and them t together you could see their friendship yeah, yeah. it's almost like you yeah. really could sense that these guys are really friends like this is just yeah. a couple of guys just goofing and having fun Who got lucky and got four million dollars to make a movie exactly. off of a joke yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That, that's that's really where where i think i fall i'm i'm, I'm a two you know not not an angry two just, just a two yeah just a solid just a, yeah I got it. Yeah, like like a bowel movement, nice and solid. Yes, yes. So, on that note, gents, would you like to uh, move into our movie picks? Yes, please. This is Lance Hendrickson, and you're listening to Forgotten Flicks. <laughs> because it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't name drop Lance Hendrickson. <laughs> nice. I was gonna say. Hey, nice. hey, hey Jeremy. Been on twice. So I thought you were going to play the bit where he says. Oh wait, you wait, 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 hold on. We, we we have to earn the explicit tag, dude. This is what this is Do the it. greatest thing ever. Ready? This is what we have Lance Hendrickson doing. Ready? Oh shit! That's an awful fucking image. Why did I come up with that shit? <laughs> <laughs> and explicit tag earned. Explicit. And yes, it's uh, made us laugh more than any guest we've ever had. Dude, I'll dude, dude, dude. Other than you, Jeremy, of course. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> Now, yes, he's been on twice. Oddly enough, won't return our calls anymore. I don't know what that's about. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like he was, you got two out of me. That's all. Yeah, he's like, come on, You're guys. Really? It. I do actually have a life. It's like I was in Aliens, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, dear. Yeah, he was. He was. He was great. Oh, and uh, and an amazing uh, a pottery expert. I think that was the, the coolest revelation of the whole thing. The dude yeah. like knows his freaking pottery and the ceramic. Oh, and, dude. Like, yeah. And he actually said he was going to do, he loves like creating bowls and things. And he wanted to do an art show called lick my bowls. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> it's just uh, coming out of Lance Henriks' mouth. That was awesome. Bishop, Bishop just cussed on our podcast. So yes, movie picks, Jeremy, you are the guest. So we are going to give you the awesome, awesome honor of going first. That's what she All said. Right. 
I, I, so uh, I'm going to do a, a little bit of a long winded thing okay, to get into. Go for this, it. But go for it. So I had to go, you know, as I was looking through some of these, uh, you know, actors and other movies they played in. While you were watching, the, while you were watching this movie, you mean? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, the computer's on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I happen to have an iPad and my laptop open. Okay. Um, well, okay. So there was one actor that I've seen in like a thousand movies other than Max. And his acting was so unbelievably bad. I couldn't even believe it because I've seen him in stuff that I, I was like, I know that he's like in everything mm-hmm. still like he's still in stuff. So I went, OK, I'm going to go look at what else he's done. And it came to another movie that was in the 80s that um, I now refuse to watch because <laughs> I know it will be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh-huh. but that that's going to be my pick because again at this time it, it was almost the same basic amount of time this was the movie that uh uh we did put in with the with the ladies uh-huh. i guess we could say that when we were like 16 or something gotcha. but it was paul dooley uh-huh. and he played i think he played claude i think that was his name in the movie yeah, yeah, yeah he was this, he was the evil uncle stepfather right. oh the acting he played claudius's character i get yeah. it uh-huh. Oh boy! <laughs> so Paul Dooley and he was in Sixteen Candles. I so actually I bet you that happened. would hold up, dude. I'm afraid. No, I think it's because I remember that one. That one did that thing, and John Hughes is the only one who I think could get away with this because he never went too far. Because he would do the absurd comedy thing too, and yeah. he would yeah. just about borderline have wacky stuff happen that shouldn't happen in that world and you're like because i remember farmer fred like there's a couple things that happened with his character the the anthony michael hall character yeah that that i remember being a little bit over the top but it never like weird science at least they establish again weird world weird stuff can happen it was supposed to be i watched that a couple of years ago and went okay yeah i get it yeah i I probably gave that a solid three maybe even a little more yeah yeah so so i i most of the John Hughes movies we've revisited and like Ferris Bueller's Day Off to me, like I hadn't seen that in forever. Oh my God, what a great movie. Like I forgot yeah, how good that movie is, yeah. you know, and it gets absurd. I mean, he does some absurd stuff in that movie, sure. but it never has a flying dog skunk. I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Not quite that far. It doesn't have Rick Moranis impersonating Violet Beauregard. From Willy Wonka. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just <laughs> no. doesn't have that. But I think you'd be happy. If we ever do 16 Candles, we'll have to have you back on. Because, okay, yeah. I, I might do it if I'm going to do it for the show. Okay. But I'm afraid because. <laughs> I, it took me five times, was, guys. Five times. <laughs> yeah, not that, not that I, uh, you know, thought that was the best movie in all the world. But as I was scrolling through, I just went, oh, oh, I don't want to have that one ruined. But, <laughs> yeah, he was a dad. Uh-huh. He was Molly Ringwald's dad, right? Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, what a great dad. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it just occurred to me as I was scrolling down through the IMDb. And I was like, I remember him like being able to act in that. Yeah. I don't know what no, happened. I think he's a good actor. I think everything in, in Strange Brew was meant to be over the top and ridiculous. But I think the other thing that always struck me with 16 Candles is it was a PG rated movie that had boobies in it. Like, I remember that as a kid, like being like, this is PG. It's R. Wow. Yeah. You remember the girl in the shower? Am I the only? Am yeah. I- no, it's, it's R. No, 16 Candles is not R, dude. It's PG. It's listed as R on IMDb. They are wrong. It was PG. Mm. That is crazy because I didn't get to see it in the theater. Uh, I had to wait for. Do, do they really? Ha- do they really have it listed as R? 
Yes, sir. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to check that out because it used to be PG. I know for a fact. Because I remember thinking as a kid even. That's amazing. Because Breakfast Club was R. That was a John Hughes R-rated movie. And so yeah. was uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. But virtually everything else he did was either PG or PG-13. Mm. Yeah, and see, I grew up in uh, Salt Lake where you weren't supposed to see ours anyway. Oh, r- really, Jeremy? Why? I- well, what's 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 the deal with salt? I'm, well, okay, whatever. Even though I wasn't, I didn't get to because nobody else did. No, but so I had to wait for the VHS, like all good uh, religious kids. Yeah. Well, you know, wait, where you, we would sneak it. Yeah, you 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 had to you had to find that hole in the wall. As, exactly. Right. <laughs> Actually, I, I I had my grandma go in and she signed a paper saying I could rent our movies. That is, that is no. You know what though? That wasn't a Salt Lake thing. I remember being a kid and one of like the mom and pop stores around Winter Haven, middle you know, in Florida. I remember that. Because I remember my, because my dad didn't give a crap, and I think he just did it to make my mom mad. And, he, uh, <laughs> and so he would he would just uh he was like, Oh yeah, I'll sign that. Mm, sure. Yeah, I'm not quite sure my grandma knew what she was signing, but it worked. For me. <laughs> well, it's sort of like when I took my grandmother uh, to the library, and did your library do the thing where they would rent out like mainstream movies, like not just yeah, educational sure, films? Still. And I remember being 13 ish and getting her to rent me Road Warrior and the original Dawn of the Dead, which of course nice. was the remake was oh. and totally had no idea. I was like, "Thanks, Mima." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the unrated. Like, it's the unrated cut. <laughs> she's like, no problem. Go enjoy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, went off to my room. I'm watching Tom Zavini getting his head ripped. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So other than Long Duck Dong, I think it's pretty normal that show. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. Too crazy. It's pretty mild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other other than the amazing racism, it's. <laughs> Which, oh, really? Love, nice. I love the eighties. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't so, ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. Dong. I mean, they hit a gong and everything. I mean, no stereotype. Well, you know what? You look at uh, strange brew stereotypes. Oh yeah. How they made us laugh. Oh wait, strange brew didn't. So I guess. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> <Make me> laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so everybody but Jason. <laughs> okay. Uh, Just kidding. So there you go. There's mine. 16 candles. Nice. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. J dog. What you got? So I, I picked uh, Rick Moranis in this because I am, I'm a huge fan of his. I love a lot of the movies he's I, been in. I would, I would actually posit you have a man crush on Rick Moranis. Much uh, in the same somewhat. way I have one on Bruce Campbell. I would say you uh, might. Somewhat. Yeah, I, 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 I love him in Ghostbusters. He plays Louis Tully. Um, he's, he's great in that. He plays the, the gatekeeper. Uh, no, he's the key master. Sorry, he's the key master. Key master. Yep. Uh, yes. And, um, but he's been in a bunch of other stuff. And I, and I actually have fond memories of, a ki- of being a kid uh, when he did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. And I, I have not seen that, to be fair, in nigh on 20 years but i remember really liking it uh my dad worked at disney at the time and i remember it was a big big movie for uh when they opened up the, the disney hollywood uh, studios the was it um, mgm studios then yes, back then it was a disney mgm studios and they had all the the props from that movie and they had everything so i almost went with that and i and i was kind of looking through rick's movies i actually settled on one that i remember laughing at more i settled on my blue heaven which was Rick Moranis and Steve Martin, where Steve Martin plays uh, um, a like ex 
um, gangster who is testifying against the mob. And Rick Moranis is, is the FBI agent who is, uh, has him under protective custody and is trying to keep him from being so kind of um, flamboyant and acting like he was before and, and protect him. But I remember now, again, this was 1990, so it, it, it could also be CND talking, but I remember really enjoying that. Uh, Steve Martin, John, uh, Joan Cusack, uh, Bill Earn was in it and, and Carol Kane, which we remember talking about from Scrooge. So it was, it was really funny as I recall, but I do remember his character in it and I, and I enjoyed that. So Rick Moranis, a uh, huge fan, but I, I went with my blue heaven. Good pick. And didn't they uh, do like a Broadway number in the middle of that musical number? Yes. Still like, yeah. I yes. remember that one. Yeah, it, <laughs> yes. It's a good pick that I have actually never seen. You've never seen it? Never saw it. I remember seeing the trailer a thousand times because I want to say they played it. It seems like one of those trailers I just remember seeing a bunch of times for some reason. Like, I don't know if it was on TV all the time, but no, never did see it. We might have to add that. I to think the we need to. Yeah, I think point. we need to. Yeah. yeah I, that, I, you, you, you brought that one up. And, yeah, and you brought that one up in the past. And I've, it's a Steve Martin movie yeah. that I haven't seen that I would like to see. Yeah. Plus, it's got quite a few people in it that, you know, are, are well known from that time period. And, and like Jeremy mentioned, there's like a whole uh, uh, sing along part in the middle. It's 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 all <laughs> kinds yeah. of crazy, but it's uh, directed by Herbert Ross, um, uh, who's the same guy that did Footloose and Steel Magnolias and, and a whole bunch of other very well known movies. But uh, well, anyway, interesting, so. interesting trivia side note. Joan Cusack was in My Blue Heaven, also in 16 Candles. Ah, uh, yes. Remember, she's uh, the girl with the neck brace who can't get the water. Remember? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, See, I, say, I think 16 Candles would hold up beautifully. Oh, boy. Okay, well. <laughs> Farmer Fred with the underwear. Come on. <laughs> so, so, Joel, before you give yours, yes. I, I, I want to uh, boost myself in your eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you've said something that triggered uh, something I could tell you. So you're, did you call him a man crush? What did you call him? Bruce? Yeah, yeah yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I worked with him. I love you. On, <laughs> this is going to be a, a while ago. So I did my little stint in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was an extra <laughs> on Adventures of Briscoe County. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yep. Now. And I was so excited. I was actually incredibly excited because I was like, oh, a Western. This is going to be awesome. You know, get to dress up as a West, you know, like as uh-huh. a cowboy. And and it's funny because he was on um, on the set mm-hmm. and I even said hello, you know, at the craft service. Are you table. about to destroy my man crush? No, no. Okay. I mean, meaning, no, meaning actually, like, this, okay. I was going to say that my my day, my perfect day with Bruce as a cowboy was crushed when they actually cast me uh, for one of the characters in that show was like this old professor guy. Mm-hmm. And they made me one of the like I, uh, round glasses, uh, little bowl hat, you know, like I was. A <laughs> student oh, yes. Of his. Like Watson like or little something. Professor. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like, I don't know, 10 of us students and he would like do these goofy uh, projects where something would explode and he'd come out with his hair all black and face <laughs> painted black. And and it was the worst. I mean, I came up, I was still in my normal clothes. I saw Bruce. I'm thinking this is so perfect. You know, it'd be like mm-hmm. I can be a Bruce and a cowboy. And then I, I'm getting some stuff. Hey, how you doing? And he's like, hey, you know, in his mm-hmm. manly mm-hmm. 
chin, whatever chin, way. Chin, uh, chin right out in my face. Yeah. I wanted to touch it. <laughs> yeah. But I also wanted to stay on the set, so I you, didn't. You're probably smart. Probably smart. <laughs> right. You don't want to get fired. You know? <laughs> and then next thing I know, I am the nerd of the Old West. <laughs> nice. And, and it was just a crush. But at least I, I got to see got to see Bruce. Well, that's very cool. Was, and did you did you actually get screen time? I did. did I you actually tell us what episode? My, I could probably find that. I actually have the 15 seconds you see me mm-hmm. somewhere. So I would love yeah, to see um, that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I think, but, I think Briscoe County used to be instant. Uh, I know it was on Netflix with DVD. I don't know if it's instant or not. Yeah, I went and found it uh, way back, let's say a couple of years ago or something mm-hmm. like that to show my daughters because mm-hmm. they were watching it for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just out of the blue. I was like, what made you watch that show out of the millions of shows? Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, teenage girls across the country. That's why oh, they did. Bruce Campbell. Bruce, my oh. daughters even. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that was my little side uh, off on a rabbit trail. That's awesome. That's awesome. We yeah. actually, our second episode we did together on the podcast way back in the day uh, was a Bruce Campbell double feature. We covered Army of Darkness and uh, Bubba Hotep. Oh yeah, I love Bubba Hotep so very much. I love Army kind of Darkness. Launched too. us uh, on the podcast. So see now that's that's a movie where I would say some people got some money for this crazy project, mm-hmm. but it turned out well. Well, Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I liked it in what it was. Yeah. For sure. But it, but but, it was it was like a budget under a million bucks, dude. It was not a big budgeted movie at all. Uh, yeah, that's that's insane. That yeah. this got four million in a <laughs> well, day. Well, four million in nineteen eighty two dollars versus let just a hair under a million in two thousand oh, dollars. Oh yeah, no doubt. Well, you know they had well, to rent that uh, ice rink. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know we know. And there was the flying special effect. You know we <laughs> what had about to put all those boxes they used. All, all those yeah. cardboard boxes full that of beer. Woo. Well, at least we know where the money went. <laughs> it went to Max Bunz, I know. That was awesome. Exactly. No, thank you for that story and um, a little jealous, but uh, I'll that's what I was looking for. There good. You, go. you got it. Uh, you got it. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> okay, so my pick, gents. Simple. I was inspired by the movie the McKinsey brothers made. They mentioned a movie that's related to one of my favorite books of all time. They mentioned The Omega Man from 1971. <laughs> Starring Chucky Helston, Chuck Chuck Heston, Charles Heston, as the last man on Earth. Though technically, especially in that movie, it's debatable because he's pretty much not really fighting vampire zombie creatures. He's fighting more of this hippie cult of albinos, I think. Uh, With weird eyes. Yeah, 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 I guess. Uh, (laughs) It's actually uh, based on the book by Richard Matheson. God rest his soul. He has left this mortal coil about what? Was it about six months ago, eight months ago, he passed away. Sure. Uh, you guys are like, what? Who? I did some guy. Yeah. Yes, Richard Matheson. You know, Twilight Zone. Yes. <laughs> so, so yes, yeah, he, I, I am Legend. Right. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the book I Am Legend, which this was based right. on. They actually made a movie with Vincent Price called Last Man on Earth. It was an Italian production that came out in '64, I believe, and mm. that was very. You know, it's actually not bad. It's actually probably closer to the book than I'm Omega man is Omega man is definitely a product of its time. It's yeah, a, a, yeah. I think it starts off with Charles Heston sitting in a theater watching the documentary Woodstock. Remember mm-hmm. the, the famous documentary? He's watching that by himself. And then he goes out and then you realize he's alone. And it, it just, it's, it's very hippy dippy. And uh, 
kind of reminiscent of like you remember Soylent Green that he was in. It has that yeah. same vibe. There's definitely that early 70s uh, sci-fi vibe. It's got its good points. If you love the book, it's got its negative points. <laughs> but mm. but it, it, of course, was remade again with Will Smith, which is probably the most faithful adaptation thus far. And it still was yeah. not completely faithful. Uh, but that's why I chose it. So Omega Man from 1971. I have no cool stories about working with Chuck Heston or albino hippies <laughs> yet, yet, but, but there's always well, Mardi Gras. But they mentioned that in the movie within the movie, yes, right? In yes, the, yes. The, that's where they said it. Yes. Yeah, he goes, he goes cool. I was a one man fighting force like Chuck Heston in Omega man or something. Nice. Like that. Yeah. Uh, I'd actually like to see that movie that didn't get made. So, <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. I was thinking that that probably be even more entertaining. <laughs> The flesh monster, whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm here to eat you, eh? <laughs> All right. I thought that, I thought that was great. Just a ping pong ball gun yes. at him. And, yeah. sure. <laughs> so, gents, I think on that note, oh. we are going to wrap this bad boy up. So first, let me thank our lovely, lovely guest, Jeremy. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for enduring not only... A movie that apparently you had to sit through three separate times to finish, but a destruction of a memory <laughs> that you had held sacred for low these 30 ish years. Sorry, we burned a part of your childhood. It's That's really what, what we do. It's really what we do, Jeremy. I probably should have added that in the small print and all the emails I sent. I probably should add that like forgot yeah, this, com. destroying memories. Bullshit. That was my time. <laughs> I will not let you ruin 60 candles for me. I'm not sure oh, no. you on that episode. Oh no, you're coming back for that one yeah, if yeah, we do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're sort of like this kind of weird total recall kind of thing where we get in your head, you destroy your memories and you don't know what's reality, what's not. Exactly. This movie didn't suck. I know it. So Yeah, I'm going back to that time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but thank you for being here, man. It's been awesome. It is an honor. Uh, the Internet uh, Business Mastery Podcast is fantastic. I've loved it. Jason knows because I never shut up yeah. about it. And, and uh, um, so thank you. Is there anything you want to say? You want to pitch? You want to well, impress yeah, us by like some other cool person? Huh? I got to finally swear. Yeah, that's true. In eight years of doing podcasts, I got to say bullshit. Oh, it feels so good. You feel Thank it? you for that. That's really that's really what we do. Actually, that'll be it. I had two different footnotes. Forgotten Flicks, destroying your childhood memories one movie at a time. And then another one. And if you come on the podcast, you get to swear. You can yep, swear. Brought out the cussing in me. So <laughs> we have that effect on people. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was great. Yeah, man. It was a real blast. We love having you on. And do you want to tell them to mean go to yeah, good internetbusinessmastery.com or obviously you can look up Internet Business Mastery in iTunes if you want to, uh, you know, hear about creating a freedom business. We're yep. all about that. Yes. Uh, I needed more time to watch movies and TV. So we created a business that and, made it so we could. And I can and I and I can and I can vouch as, as one of their students because uh, my wife and I do a uh, another podcast. And some of you out there have probably heard of it. It's called half size me and so i can definitely vouch for for their ability to give you great ideas and help you take your ideas and and, and do amazing things with them now if we can jason and i can just get you to help us figure out how to monetize forgotten flicks um yeah I think if you're a miracle with worker, having lance on 
That would probably be uh-huh. the worst. Oh, hey, you done Hello. that part. So that's good. <laughs> we'll talk off you got to get Bruce pony. on. Yeah, that's true. God, I wish. The, the magic is Lance plus Bruce yeah. with a yeah. little mixture of me. Yeah, that's real. Okay, I get that. There I get you go. We, we, refer, we have referred to Mr. Campbell as the Holy Grail. Uh, if oh, we, I'll bet. Yeah. So, and, um, and I can't say if, if we had on the show as many people who have said they would come on the show we'd actually be rich now. So, Oh yeah. yeah. If we figure out how to monetize that part. Sure. Mm-hmm. The number of, the number of uh, celebrities and or big time folks that have said, I'd love to come on the show. Absolutely. And then, six and then they later, listen to an episode of it. And what happens? <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Yeah. They're, they're like, okay. <laughs> oh, oh and I don't know if I want to <laughs> lost your email address. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you were JJ on Good Times. Come on, you're not better than I'm <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> we'll create some kind of faux nemesis in we, JJ from Good Times. We do. Yeah, we poor JJ. Yeah, poor JJ. He's a good guy. So yes, on that note, gents, Jason, we we thanked the great Jeremy. We also, of course, want to thank JV. For the wonderful spoiler alert, Kevin Spencer for always letting us use the elements of his wonderful show art. And you can find him at inkspatters.com, JV at jvmail.com. He can no longer say his catchphrase, so I won't repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) Long story. Basically, he's worried Staples is going to sue him or or Best Buy. (laughs) So, Jason, would you like to hit him with some knowledge? Yes, please. Uh, If you haven't already, head over to iTunes, check it out there, give us a rating, write us a little review, let us know what you think. Uh, The more reviews we get there, the the better we do in their rating system. Um, If you want a little more interaction in between shows, we we do a lot of stuff on Facebook. Uh, We have a Facebook group, Forgotten Flicks, that's Flicks with an X. Um, You can also check out a lot of fantastic reviews and other articles uh, that we do from movies pretty much spanning the 70s, 80s, and 90s on Forgotten Flicks dot com and uh both joel and i are pretty active in all those spaces so uh we're there yep we have no other not much other lives uh oh, no, that, no nothing so. we got nothing going on no no, no kids no, kids, no family no 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 other no job we don't work no nah, nah, <laughs> nah. come on so yes <laughs> o- on that note gents any any final words before i take us out with a little little touch of awesomeness so i got i only got one one thing to say what's that Hey, take off, eh, you hoser? This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, beauty, go. Okay. Good day and welcome to our single. I'm Bob McKenzie, and this is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Beauty, eh? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Okay. okay, everyone, this record was my idea. Get out! It was. You're lying. Eating hosehead here just sort of rid on my coattails. Why are you doing this? It was our idea together, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. We agreed to, to say that, but on take off. Take off! Through the great white door. Take off! It's a beauty way to go. Take off! Through the great white door. Decent singing, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he's good.